I'm Kate Daniels. Finding affordable housing in our area is such a huge challenge for so many. Prices and rents are crazily rising. It can certainly feel depressing, and yet, yes, there is a way for people, families in lower incomes, to have a new home and, along with it, feel empowered, accomplished, proud. And that is because of the work of Habit Hat for Humanity, work that all of us can participate in in various ways. So we're going to learn more about the things going on now in our area with Habitat for Humanity. And we have with us CEO Gail Luxemburg, as well as a woman who has just recently moved into her brand new home. She is McClovia Varner. Please listen with open ears and hearts to these special women with an important message to share. Gail Luxemburg, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Thank you so much, Kate, for having me. I appreciate that we have this opportunity. And more than that, I appreciate so much who Habitat for Humanity is and the work that you do. But just in case we have listeners who are not that familiar, let's kind of give uh, some background here, some history of Habitat for Humanity, uh, particularly in our area. Wonderful. Thanks for asking about it. So Habitat for Humanity started, as many people know us, um, as a grassroots organization, many times faith and church groups, um, as a volunteer organization. And we started that way here in King County as well. There were several Habitats, and over time they merged together. Um, The last merger was about three years ago, and now we have one large Habitat serving all of King County. Those mergers took place so that we could be more efficient and serve more people, Um, and that's what we're doing today. Um, Here in King County, we have a housing crisis. We all know about it. We read about it every day. And at Habitat, our mission is to help people get into home ownership. Home ownership is such an important part of the housing continuum. Because when people own their own homes, they know that they stay in their homes longer. Their kids have more stability in their education. There's more stability in their work lives. And it leads to all kinds of positive outcomes around wellness and building community. Um, so home ownership is a really necessary step for as part of the housing continuum. And we are the entry point for many low-income homeowners in King County. All that you've said, Gail, is so powerful, so critically important, not the least of which how it is so difficult to get into a home in this particular area of the country, and that here is basically a safety net. So in terms of this, are people usually at a certain or need to be at a certain income level? Yes. So our applicants, first of all, are defined by the fact that they're at 30 to 60 percent of the area median income. Um, And that number varies greatly depending on your family size. Um, So 30 to 60 percent of the area median income um, are homeowners um, have to show regular income or some kind of um, revenue that comes in on a regular basis. Our homeowners 
are partners in our program with us. So they put in 250 hours of sweat equity um, and partner with us either working on their home or working in our stores or working in our offices um, as part of their sweat equity. And then our homeowners also hold a mortgage. So this is not a program that's a handout. Um, we subsidize the difference between the cost to build the home and the, um, the mortgage that our homeowners can afford. Um, and so that's how um, we serve our families. So they really partner with us in many, many ways. So I think this would be opportune to hear from someone who's actually participated and benefited from the program so people really get that concrete example. So who are we going to meet? Oh, I'm so glad that you've had a chance to talk to Maclovia Werner. Um, so Maclovia and her children, Cameron and Dominique, um, have just moved into a community that we're building down in Pacific. This is a veterans community. Um, there's going to be 10 homes when we're finished in that community. Um, and they're all situated in a way so that the neighbors will get to know each other. They form a homeowners association. This is all a, a purely veterans community. So Macrobia served our country um, and um, fell into some difficulty as a single mom, worked her way out of it, is now working at the Veterans Administration, and her um, kids are going to live in their home, own a home for the first time. Um, they will own this home, and they've partnered with us. And McClovey um, is just a shining example of what our homeowners look like. So we're so proud to be working with her. That's so terrific. So let's go on and meet McClovia. McClovia Varner, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thank you. Good morning to you, too. I so appreciate your taking some time with us this morning to give an insight into your experience with Habitat for Humanity. I think most of us, maybe all of us, have a special spot in our hearts for the work that Habitat does, but we don't necessarily really have an experience of knowing someone. I don't, although I certainly know of Habitat for Humanity in our community, and I know that there are teens, groups from our church that go regularly across the mountains to help in building some homes in the Yakima area. But other than that, that's my experience. So I'm so grateful that you're here to give us uh, your experience of now being an owner of a Habitat house. So thank you. Thank you. So, McClovia, how did this all come about? How is it that you now have your very fresh, brand new home that uh, really you participated greatly in building? Yes, um, I believe it's uh, two years ago. Um, I was looking online at Como News and I saw that Delta um, Airlines was sponsoring a Habitat for Humanity home for a veteran in Pacific Washington. And um, at the bottom of that video, there was a click here to apply link, and I thought, why not? I've been looking for a house, and um, I was kind of getting discouraged because the down payments for the houses were a lot, and um, I just didn't have that at the time. So I clicked to apply, and six months later, I was accepted into the program, and um, 
here I am now, a homeowner. <laughs> so <laughs> how exciting is that, that you are now a homeowner within that short amount of time in a community, in an area where housing costs are just skyrocketing, but you've been able to get your own house? It's, I, I don't even know if I can put it in words. I I am truly excited. The neighborhood is wonderful. Um, I was worried about the schools, but the area there, the schooling is um, great as well. And um, some of the Habitat for Humanity employees actually live in that area. And one of the ladies' daughters attends the school that my daughter will go into. So it's, it's just everything's aligned and it just worked out perfectly. <laughs> it, you can't plan these things, but just be open to, uh, I guess, taking the steps and having faith that it's going to work out. Yes, faith was um, very important because when I was accepted into it, I didn't realize that you had to um, put in sweat equity hours, which are um, about 250 hours, and you go and work on your own home, you work on other people's homes, you um, also help out in the community as well, um, which gave me just a wonderful experience of giving back and then working alongside people who enjoy helping others as well as myself. And did the kids help out with that, too? My son did. My daughter was not old enough. Um, They have to be 16. So I had my son actually watch my daughter most of the time that I went out to do the hours. But some of the Saturdays, I took him out with me. And um, he worked at where we live now. And there was actually another, a couple of other events that he went out with us. And we painted someone's house, uh, cleaned their backyard out for them. So being with him, we just kind of had a bond. We kind of created a bond working together. Not just my home, it's our home. Isn't that exciting? A a byproduct of doing the sweat equity, building then a bond between you and your teenage son. Yes. I love it. Because at that age, they kind of, you know, I don't want to really talk with mom. (laughs) But we got that time, and that's what I really loved. So that is so perfect. So the daunting feeling of having to put in sweat equity quickly dissipated for you, would you say? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It okay. seemed overwhelming, but uh, once I started, I just I had faith and I said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I will get there. And that you did. Mm-hmm. And so now that you are moved into your new home, Will you still need to be doing uh, these equity sweat hours, or what's the kind of guideline for that? No, once you're in the home, you don't have to. Um, but I do plan on actually giving back because I'd like to be. Um, you, when you go through the program, you have a um, a partner that's there that meets with you once a month and you know make sure that your down payments on track and that your sweat equity hours are um, that you're meeting the goal. And I actually plan to do that as well in the future, just because my partner was amazing in helping me get to where I am now. And you can see the benefit that you could then have your experience to share with someone else. Yes, if they need someone to watch their child for them or just to come out and, you know, paint for eight hours or um, stamp concrete, I'd love to do that for them. Well, and the child care, just as you said that your son looked after your daughter, that's no small thing. That's a special gift to be able to free up your time or anyone who has young children free up their time so they can put in that equity time they need to. Yes. Yeah. 
so th- it seems like those kind of volunteer opportunities really are are very much available. You don't necessarily have to be someone who who knows how to uh, hammer nails and put up boards and that sort of thing. No, you don't, and that's what's great about it. And I, I had no idea how to put a fence up, but you go in there and you you're alongside other people that may have and may have not, and you guys build a put a fence together or lay um, the foundation for a driveway. So all of those things you never probably thought that you'd be doing, you've done, and you probably feel pretty um, proud of yourself, I guess, because of it? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. I am pretty proud of myself. (laughs) That is so great. Congratulations, McClovia, for having moved into your new home. The thing is, you know, this is feels so good and it looks so wonderful but when when you look back i mean it's not like the, it's been a smooth road you've had some ups and downs you mentioned that a part of being in your new home was part of delta's uh building a home for a veteran so you do have a military experience and here you were though needing to find economical housing so our veterans who've poured so much of themselves into uh, really taking care of our country, of protecting our freedoms, here you are struggling. Yes, it is. With the growing, um, the prices of the housing is growing so much that sometimes you just don't. And with rent as well, um, that increases. So you just, the saving part gets kind of hard. Um, so with Habitat doing this, was it was absolutely amazing. Hopefully there's more veterans that can get into the community. Because is that then an ongoing thing that there's always a certain segment of the housing that's earmarked for military or for veterans, rather? This specific site is for veterans only. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I believe there's two of us now that are living there, but there's still a few homes they're, they're building and um, a couple other ones, I think, that are complete. And so going back into finding the awareness of Habitat, you had been thinking of wanting to buy your own home, but that perhaps was really, did it seem out of the question? It seems, yes, it seemed unrealistic. Just juggling um, rent payments and just your day-to-day bills and then trying to save uh, 10% for a down payment on a house in a nice neighborhood. Uh, It was going to take me a long time. Probably would have taken me 10 years, maybe. And by then, wanting to provide a house, a home for your son, he'd be gone and on his own by then, right? Yes. (laughs) That's correct. But here he has this opportunity to set down some roots in this home before he's, uh, I I believe, taking off for college. Yes. He's a senior this year, so he has a couple months, but... Now, when he goes off to college, he always has somewhere to come back to. There's a home. There's a home, yes. Yes, yeah, instead of a, an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because apartments, too, well, people sometimes put long years into them, but chances are, just as I understand you experience, the rent was going up. It, it, people need to sometimes leave the apartments because the the rent becomes unaffordable. Yes, you have to move your children schooling and Yes, a lot comes with that. <laughs> yeah. Now, you did not have to end up doing that yourself, right? No, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but that's because 
you know, it could have happened. But now that you have a home, you you don't have that concern of, you know, the landlord's going to jump my rent uh, some hundreds of dollars. And I'm working, but I'm working poor. Right. Right. Exactly. So how exciting then not to have that kind of stress on you and to be in your own home, not to... Uh, be dependent on someone else because isn't there training uh, classes that are also offered that you are able to do maintenance on your property? Yes. Um, During the course of doing your sweat equity hours, there's a few classes you take, um, home improvement classes. So you learn just the basics of how a toilet operates or um, how to keep your washer clean, you know, um, just little stuff that you might take for granted in an apartment. Because you know that that can be serviced right. your um, your landlord, but now I'm I myself have to learn to do that, and it's great because then I can show the kids as well. <laughs> there again, another one of those bonuses of uh, the things that they learn. You know, really hands-on things that make a difference in being able to maintain our lifestyle, but. I think also as a model for your daughter, do you get any indication as to what this might be meaning to her? She, well, we had to share a room um, while we were in my apartment just because the three-bedroom just wasn't affordable at the time. So she has her own room now. So now she can have her own space. Mommy has her room, and then my daughter can decorate. She can put um, her posters up, and she just has her own little space. Where she can show her personality. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because in my room, there's no pink walls or anything like that and no <laughs> Disney Channel posters. So she can do that in her room. And she obviously loves that. Yes. <laughs> and what about seeing how you have had to invest yourself in making this happen, putting in those sweat equity hours, and being able to now do some of the labor that you do. Do you see that that has any impact on her? I believe it does. I believe it will show her that no matter what, if you put your mind to it, even if it's hard and um, and it might seem like it's going to take forever, if you stay focused, everything is just going to fall fall into place. You just have to have faith. Terrific. Really strong, important words. And what happens is having these ideals, this faith and really looking to the future needs to have this foundation that can make it happen. And my feeling is that Habitat for Humanity really is this entity that allows those who really want to make this happen and and don't have these big bank accounts to make it happen really have the ability to do so. Yes, it's wonderful what they do and the sponsors as well. Yes, it's it's a really great partnership. And so that is one of the the reasons that it's so important for us to be aware of what Habitat for Humanity does and to support the efforts because uh, there still is a lot that goes into it, you know, the buying of the materials, uh, making sure that the, well, finding the land for purchase, all of those things still takes money. It doesn't just come out of thin air. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. 
And so donating uh, to this great cause is important. And then I understand that you worked for a shop in Tukwila that's connected to Habitat. Can you tell us about that? The Habitat for Humanity store is located in um, Tukwila, and I would do some of my sweat equity hours there. Um, There's furniture and different supplies for the house that you need. Um, And I worked alongside the employees there. That was a great group. I had a lot of fun. Is the store a place that people donate items to, or are these new items that people come and purchase their own furnishings from? So everything is donated, but they also have things that are donated that are new. So um, they can have tile that was left over from a construction site that the company would donate there so someone could come in and actually get the tiles and fix up their own place. But everything, that, that's mostly new, but they have used refrigerators and um, paint that wasn't used that's donated. So, yes, I think that gives me a visual of what goes on there and for others to get that sense. And I would guess then it's really focused towards people, or am I correct in that? Is it for people who are in Habitat for Humanity housing, or can the general public avail themselves of this? It's open to the general public. Okay. I've actually told some of my coworkers and friends to go to the store if, they're, if they needed anything. And that's great. That is then a way to support the store that supports the organization, Habitat for Humanity, and the cycle just keeps on rolling forward. Yes. So if you were to sum up your experience of, say, the last couple of years from when you saw the television promotion for this until now, how would you sum that up, McClovia? I would say the experience has changed me for the better. Going into the program, I was a bit reserved. You know, I've done speeches in front of people, and it's it's opened me up to just communicate and, you know, tell about the program and spread the word of how great Habitat is. And that is a huge thing because I think in that you give hope to others who may feel just really low about the fact that they may ever be homeowners. And here you're proving that it's not just possible, it actually happens because here you are, you're talking to me from your brand new home, correct? Yes. <laughs> your beautiful I, new home, right? It is wonderful. It's beautiful. I do, every time I go home, I can't, I can't believe I have four bedrooms. And it's just so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever find yourself wanting to maybe pinch yourself to know you're not dreaming? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Every time I walk in the door, I'm like, I can't believe we're in a house. This is our home. Yeah. And it's because you all poured yourself into making it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I just totally commend you. I am just so happy for you to have your own home. But the story that leads up to it, all that's happened, that you've worked for it, it wasn't handed to you on a silver platter. You worked for it, and you are the, as you said, so much better for it and such a great model for your kids. I really appreciate your sharing your story with us. Thank you. And I wish you and your family just all the best going forward. Thank you. So that was great to hear from McClovia Varner. So thinking of her story and how important this is 
to this group of people, but really it's to all of us. It benefits all of us. How can we really be involved, Gail? There are so many ways to get involved with Habitat for Humanity here in Seattle, King County. First of all, go to our website and um, you will see all the different opportunities. But I want to emphasize the website address, which is habitatfkc.org. Again, it's www.habitatfkc.org. And first, you will find the way that people know us best, and that's by volunteering and coming out on our sites, whether we're building new homes in Sammamish or Pacific or Renton or later this year in Lake City. We're always looking for volunteers, volunteer groups, corporate groups, and you can find that all on our website. So we'd love to have you do that. The other thing you could do to help us out is to donate at our stores. We have two stores with the third one opening. Um, Bellevue is one of our stores on um, 13500 Bellevue Way. Um, and so that's one of our stores. The other store is in South Center, and we're at 1185 Andover Park West in Tequila. Um, and you could bring down your gently used furniture. You can bring down your um, building supplies. Um, and you can shop there. So when you go to our stores, you can find anything you need um, to build in your home, or you can find gently used furniture. So we'd love to have you donate, and our new store will be opening in Auburn. So that's a second way. You can donate at any time, any amount, by visiting our website. But the, really the most important thing I wanted to mention today is on March 20th, we're having our annual luncheon, and that luncheon is our main fundraiser for the year, um, and we invite the public in, our volunteers are there, our supporters, our homeowners, our elected officials, Dow Constantine will be our keynote speaker this year, and again, the luncheon takes place at the convention center on March 20th at noon. It's an hour long and uh, we'd love to invite you or your group to come out and support us at that luncheon. And um, that's the most generous thing you can do. So we hope you'll visit our website at habitatskc.org to register for the luncheon. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about these ways that you can get involved with our organization. I think it's the least we can do. We realize that we are all in this boat together, if we want to look at our life. And to help people to have their own home, we know what a homelessness crisis we have. Here, there's a way to really make it a goal. They, people can have the vision that it is possible, even with a lower income, to own their own home. Absolutely. So I think it is just so incredible and such a wonderful gift that we have Habitat for Humanity here in our community to help those who have, uh, shall we say, lesser fortunes. But we are instrumental in this. I think we can see how we are all family and we just really need to pitch in together. Absolutely. We all of us work together it takes a village. We build community. We stabilize neighborhoods. We do repair work. 
We invite everyone. We're so glad to have this opportunity to talk about our work um, and let people know again that they can come to our luncheon, they can donate, they can volunteer, all to help solve the housing crisis here in King County. Our phone number, if anybody is interested in calling, is 206-453-2950. So many, many ways that we can get involved. We can devote as little or as much time as we want. It's a perfect way. I know that there are teen groups from my church who travel to Yakima every summer and put in a week there, and they say it is really the highlight of their year and really an important fact activity for their life. Absolutely. Volunteering and standing next to our homeowners and meeting other volunteers and building a home that you'll see when you drive by for years and years and years afterwards that will stay permanently affordable no matter who lives in it is a life-changing experience. Absolutely. So we'll have a chance, uh, I think, getting to the luncheon uh, next week on Tuesday, March the 20th. We'll have a chance, of course, to hear McClovia tell her story uh, more expanded, I think, than we've heard this morning. And a chance to really underscore, again, all the important work that Habitat for Humanity does. Right, Gail? Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I thank you for having the heart to be involved in this work and certainly for taking so much of your time this morning to really open this up and extend the invitation to us. My pleasure.